At that time Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. I'm going to make a be making a heavy reference to the gospel today, so I would encourage you to follow along. It's out of the fourth chapter of Matthew. The temptations that Jesus endured in the desert are all instructive for us. Let us work through this gospel together. As I quoted, Jesus was led by the Spirit to where the devil was going to tempt him. Remember the line in our Father, in the Our Father, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God is not setting us up to fail. This line, and I will repeat this after Easter when we have the our Father as the focus of our gospel reading, is saying something very different. But I think it is important for me to start today with this because we are at the start of the great season of Lent. I think the best way to see this phrase from the Lord's Prayer is to see it as a request that God not lead us into battle, but battles and temptations are going to be to come given the nature of our human condition, damaged by sin, but restored by the grace of the Holy Spirit where we are called to live for Christ. Jesus started his public ministry by 40 days and 40 nights of fasting and prayer. This is also the reason why we have why Lent goes for 40 days every year. We are called to enter into the same kind of warfare, spiritual warfare, that Jesus entered into during his public ministry. You do not have to look through much of the Gospels to find Jesus confronting demonic activity. And he is never easy on those demons who are trying to destroy humans in his day. Think of the legion he sent into the pigs. His fasting and prayer for 40 days prepared him for what he was about to encounter when temptation, when Satan showed up on the scene with his temptations. I think the most important part of the response of Jesus was that he responded by quoting scripture back to Satan. It was not until the third temptation that he addressed Satan by name with something that was not scripture. More on that later. Let's look at each of the temptations. The first one was for the comfort of this world. Fill your stomach with food. But Jesus counters, saying that the best food is the food that comes from God. Now, Jesus was probably sitting next to some small rocks. And the way they baked bread in his day, the loaves of bread probably looked like the rocks that Jesus was surrounded by. So Satan challenged with something that would be good for Jesus, given his long fast. How many times have any of us had temptations that we were able to overcome? Once, twice, maybe even three times or more. But then all of a sudden we yield to that same temptation that we had been able to succeed against so many times earlier. This is the sneaky way that the devil runs temptations at us. He consistently pounds at us with temptations that he knows we have failed at. Uh, Jesus didn't fail at any of them. But, how often do we end up yielding to those same temptations? Not the first, maybe not the second, maybe not the third time, but we yield and fall into sin. Again, just as Jesus with rocks and bread, there's probably something good about whatever the temptation is, but the devil twists it from its original goodness. Otherwise, why would we fall for it? There is more that could be said on this, but I want to move on to the other two. 
Notice that in the first two temptations, the devil leads with, if you are the Son of God. The first temptation was about the basics of sustenance. The second temptation was questioning whether Jesus believed that God was with him or not. This is more uh, is a more subtle temptation, but it is not something that we don't experience ourselves. There are many in our world today who insist on challenging us. Does God really answer prayers? And the way we ask the question, the way they ask the question, is often for the purpose of dismissing us and our faith. Jesus' response to the devil in this case is something that we would have a hard time using against someone who challenges us. But it is the best response possible for ourselves. When someone questions whether or not our faith is real, we may find ourselves wanting to challenge back. But the, resim- but the simple response that Jesus gives dismisses the challenge of Satan and simply says, by quoting scripture, you are mistaken in challenging who God is, and I will not rise to that level or sink to that level. There is again more that could be said about both of these first two temptations, but I think this third one deserves some serious attention as well, and I don't have much time left. Here the devil changes his tactics. In the first two, his charge was, if you are the Son of God. But in the third, he tries to say that he is the one that has that is in power. He is the one who has control over all the nations. He suggests that Jesus, the creator of all, gain control if he bows down to Satan. But that would be putting Jesus under the control of Satan. That is the risk we, we run in all sin. Again, Jesus' response is straight from Scripture. The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. But before that, Jesus addresses Satan directly with a word of command. There's a twofold counterattack that Jesus engages in. He commands Satan to leave, and he challenges back with Scripture itself. This is the way we ought to be able to attack. Yes, attack the wiles of Satan. Too many Christians take a wrong attitude toward approaching the devil. On one side, people try to ignore the existence of Satan. On the other side, they make everything about fighting against Satan. Neither of these extremes are correct. We are in a spiritual battle that we must engage in for the sake of our own souls and for the souls of our families and friends. But note how Jesus does this. In all three challenges, Jesus' counterattack is with Scripture. I suggest to you that this is our most important weapon besides prayer. And a simple word of command. Get out of my way, Satan. Of course, it would also be a huge mistake for me not to mention that Our Lady is involved in the battles against Satan more than we are. The use of the rosary, especially when we use the meditations of the mysteries against temptation, is highly efficient. But the mysteries are almost all direct from Scripture. If we take seriously the reflections and the mysteries of the rosary, we have a great, repeat, great storehouse of scriptural points of reference to use against the attacks, the temptations of any demonic will. (laughs) St. Padre Pio is quoted as saying, Bring me my weapon, regarding the rosary. Well, I have thought seriously about this, and I discovered there was a place where I could order a rosary made out of bullets. So, I bought one. It has become something new to use in my prayers. 
God is given has given us great weapons with which to fight against the devil, the scriptures, the rosary, the power of our baptism, to, to name a few. I would give you one more thought. Sometimes the devil wants to remind us of our past and of our sin. Another part of our defense should be, be that we remind him of his future. Have a great and holy Lent.